Live from the Old Church Theater in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's special Valentine's Day show, Kiss and Tell. May the narrative be with you. So, five years into my love story finds me um, in the beautiful Grand Tetons in this hostel surrounded by super gross pizza boxes, um, clutching my cell phone literally willing that little blue dot on your Find Your Friends app um, to come back on, to blip back into life um, and reassure me that the love of my life has not been eaten by Bear 399. And why that sounds funny, the truth is um, I am a person probably very similar to Many of you, I would imagine, who had one of those childhoods that um, kind of shaped me for um, hypervigilance. I have that app on my phone because I absolutely believe that if you don't respond to me when I text or call, you've been kidnapped. And (laughs) I'm going to need to contact the police. And so um, I... I mean it when I say that my hypervigilance can probably be a challenge. Um, <laughs> some call it controlling, or, but I just feel like I just want to know where all the people I love are at all times. <laughs> and um, the irony of that is I really like to be alone. I like people <laughs> in theory, but I want to mostly live a life of no drama, no chaos. I'm really good in a crisis. Um, probably not the most fabulous romantic partner, but I have been on a kind of a learning curve. And that night in the hostel, it wasn't that I suddenly realized I loved my fly fisherman sweetheart. I knew that I loved him. It is easy, though, to love someone when you don't live with them. And I had not lived with him in those five years, so we had those like waka waka weekends and then deuces and back to work and you go do your thing. And, um, but now I had given up all the things that were really my identity. Like I come from a long line of people, particularly women, who show love by working their fannies off and being consistent and brutally honest and incredibly dependable. And... I have always been the major breadwinner. I may not ever be the smartest person in the room, but I will absolutely work harder than you, and <laughs> I will get to work early and make you feel shamed. Like, I, I am that person. And I was taking this amazing cross-country, 1,499-mile adventure with my sweetheart um, to begin a new life here in Portland, and it was an individual dream. And Then it became a dream that we shared, and it sounded beautiful in theory. And then the relentless proximity of five days in that freaking truck of his with this fly rod that by the end of day five, I had horrible fantasies of what I wanted to do to that rod and places. And I just wanted him to stop breathing and talking and bothering me. And I was so anxious and frustrated. And all I could think of was, I love him, but I'm old enough to know that does not make things work out. And I just, if I, if I can just have five freaking moments to myself in the Tetons, um, I'll go hiking, I'll go take my journals, and I'll go wander off, except this Freaking bear, 399. It had twins again. And while that sounds fun, what it means is she will assault you. And 
she might eat you, and also do you have bear spray, and you should, like, bear bound down, black bear, you're screwed, I don't know, but, like, all those horrible things, and so he was all excited, and I'm going to go fly fishing out in the hinterlands, and I'm going to try something new, and every night he'd come home, and like, I just want to stay one more day, are you down with that, and I'm just like, no, but yeah, sure. um, so I'm sitting in this hostel, and I can hear people yelling and happy, I'm very resentful, and all I can think of is just go fishing because I've got some thinking to do. Like, I was so scared, and, and all I could think of was I'm going to land, and I'm, I don't have a job. I am a mother. That's how I've always defined myself, and they're back in Oklahoma. Um, and it didn't matter that they were going to join us. It was this idea of my whole identity as a, 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 a person of independence, financial independence, um, the stalwart kind of dependence for my dog. Like, I was just this chick in a truck with a dude, and I was freaking out that I was going to, like, live in a house with him, and what was that going to look like, and could we afford something with two bedrooms in Portland, and I don't know. And so I really wanted him to go fish, and I was going to make a T-chart and list all the positives and negatives and what was I thinking and what had I gotten myself into? And if I really loved him, I'd probably let him go. And does Uber make it to the Grand Tetons? And <laughs> what can I do? Um, and there was just this moment that um, I realized my whole life, um, I tell other people, yeah, just be comfortable being uncomfortable. But I rarely allow myself that feeling. I don't like loud voices and people acting all crazy, and I didn't even whip my kids, so I certainly wasn't fond of the things I was imagining doing with that fly rod to my sweetheart, and, like, I, I didn't like how out of control and uncomfortable and messy it felt, and, but I loved him, and I really loved this better version of myself that I was when I was with him, and I felt like I knew I was a better mom, that I was able to be bigger, like, love bigger, and not so afraid, and, and all the things that I said I wanted, I uh, didn't quite know how to, to reciprocate or receive. And, and I really, I grabbed the phone and I was like, okay, just don't be coming back yet. And I like, look at the blip. Good, he's gone. But I know he's coming back soon because he's been making it back around dark each night. And, and I really start thinking, like, you've got to be an adult. And it may not ever get more comfortable than this. And you may have to, like, grow up and have an adult relationship that is uncomfortable and you argue sometimes and 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 I just started realizing that I was I was lucky I was blessed to to be with this person that saw all these things about me and and weirdly liked me anyway and made me laugh and was grossly inappropriate and um, made me see the world a little differently. And, and then if he did not make it back, um, I was going to be a different person when I got to the city I'd been dreaming of my whole life. And that I started picking up the phone, and, and the blip wasn't there, but I wasn't worried yet. But I kept thinking, you know, he's, he's going to come back, but... Like, what am I going to say to him when he comes back? And, 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 and are we, are we going to be able to do this? And do I want to feel incompetent in love? And all of those things. And, and then I 
was like, I miss him, and it's really nice to miss him. And now I just want him to get back, so it's kind of like that scene in Harry Met Sally where when Billy Joel realizes, I, I really love her, and now I want to run through this entire city so I can tell him right this minute. And I started laughing at what a dork I was, and I like pick up the phone, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready. And there's no blip still, and I'm like, hmm, okay. So there's no blip, but I'm not going to be dramatic. They always think I'm a little hyperbolic in my descriptions of how overwhelmingly anxiety-provoking it is to me when they don't respond. And he's not intentionally jerky that way, so I'm going to go get rid of the pizza boxes. So we went in, I did all that, and I took him downstairs, and I see kids laughing, and I'm like, I'm feeling jovial now. I'm not, no, I'm not so resentful. And they're like, did you hear there was another bear attack? I'm like, oh, my God. So they're like, run back upstairs. And I, like, grab my phone, and no blip, and I'm like, okay. And I'm trying really hard to be not, this is why you never get your hopes up, because they will always be dead. Try not to go to the path. So I'm like, I'm just going to go take a shower. And I might even shave my legs, because ladies, you know what that means. And I'm like, waka waka, and I'll just like get in that space, and it'll be fine. And I do all that, and I'm like, it'll be fine. And I'm sure he's on his way. And I go, I get out of the shower, and I grab the phone, and no blip. And... I just had this gut-punching sense. I mean, I, I know it sounds dramatic to say, like, I fell to my knees, but I certainly dropped to the bed. And when I think about this memory, I, I, can, I can smell the pizza. I can hear the kids. I can feel this, like, thrumming through me. And I had that clarity where I had been a runner my whole life. And as much as I had said I loved him, and I do know that I loved him, I don't think I'd really been, like, all in, all just uncomfortably loud, messy, grown-up, big girl panties, like, in. And, and, um, and if he did not come home to me, I was not going to have it in me to do this again. I'm in my 50s, <laughs> and uh, I don't have it in me. Not the impetus, not the energy, not the ability to be that vulnerable. I I don't. And if it is possible to will a thing into being, I will tell you I sat on that bed in that hostel and I willed with everything in me for that blip to come back on. And, and I, I kind of made these bets with the universe and I like pulled my fingers apart. They were so like squeeze tight close and um and it was blip blip and I just felt my whole insides change in this kind of peaceful but grounded way and I just thought okay he's coming home and you are all in Thank <laughs> you.